When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're invited to I Am The Cute One, the most chaotic school dance in the podcast universe. Let's spike the punch, grind to Usher, and recap some of the cutest movies that made our millennial minds explode. Hello, I am Chelsea, and I am the cute one. And I am Donnie, and I am the cute one. And we are joined with the true cute one. We have Jessica Conrad today with us. Hi. Hello. Hey. So excited to be here. Thank you so much for being yeah. here. And I just have to say, happy actual birthday, Donnie. Thank you. Thank you. Thank God we've made it. <laughs> the month's not over yet, but we did get to like the the eye of the storm. So from here on out, the rest is pretty doable. I don't know. I've seen that movie, The Perfect Storm, and I don't know if things go well after being in the eye of the hurricane, but I guess we'll see. Well, for the hurricane, it does. (laughs) So originally, we were going to cover Cruel Intentions today in honor of this high holiday, but... I literally could not take the pressure of being in charge of leading the recap of your like absolute favorite movie. So instead, today we are covering High School Musical, which is still an important formative movie for one Donnie Hadfield-Smith, as you saw this movie 13 times in theaters. Well, the third one. Yeah, the third one I saw 13 times in theaters. Sensible. Sensible. But in honor of this feat that I'm sure should be in the Guinness Book of World Records somewhere, today's code word for the sweepstakes is 13. So that is the final one. So if you've collected the other two from Teaching Mrs. Tingle and Drive Me Crazy, be sure to email them to sweepstakes at the dip.com to have a chance to win our ultimate nostalgia swag bag, including a month of free Netflix and some merch from some of Donnie's favorite movies. So we've done it, people. The sweepstakes is almost here. We're going to announce the winner next week. At the end of Donnie Appreciation Month. And then just like a warning, I will go into like a a little depression for a month, but that's something else we can get through when we're there. Great. Can't wait. (laughs) (laughs) So we are talking about High School Musical, and this movie was released on January 20th, 2006. It was a Friday. George (laughs) W. Bush was president, and some top songs on the charts included Laffy Taffy, Nickelback's Look at This Photograph, (laughs) and my personal theme song in high school, Grills by Nelly. Mm. Lovely. Uh, What? Personal theme song, why? (laughs) Oh, because of my braces. Because I had grills all through until my senior year. I had my own grills. Now, they weren't the ones that Nellie was singing about. But in my mind, I mean, delusions of grandeur start from somewhere. I really was doing something. Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. Smile for me, Daddy. (laughs) (laughs) If we're talking Nellie songs, Pimp Juice was always my jam. Like, that is my number one Nellie go-to. And quite frankly, I was a little upset that it never was a single. Hmm. 
Yeah, Nelly was one of my first celebrity crushes, I think, because Hot in Here mm. was a uh, – that music video did something to me. That was like a, a sexual awakening, I think. <laughs> was it the Band-Aids under the eyes, do you think? <laughs> Anytime Hot in Here comes on in a party, like, you bet I'm going to be up dancing, getting the whole room going. <laughs> Um, but at the time I was like, okay, like it's, it's, you know, it was a song, but I think for me now it's more like nostalgic just to hear those things Mm. too. Yeah. And that's what I considered myself a Nelly fan, but the songs that weren't singles were the ones that really did it for me. That is true. Say, I cannot forget the Nelly and Tim McGraw song. What was that song? Over and over. Yes. 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 But that was like a huge crossover moment. And I was like, Mm -hmm. oh my gosh, you know, the worlds collided. Like we found peace. It was great. It was the first Lil Nas X and and Billy Ray Cyrus. (laughs) That is so true. And Nelly also crossed over with Christina. Do you remember that song? Tilt your head back. Mm -hmm. I performed it at a lip sync competition (laughs) once. Me and my friend, full costumes, full um, choreography. It was so good. I was Nelly, of course. She was Christina. I mean, Um, not of course. That was going to be my next question was, which part did you perform, Donnie? Well, that's true. Yeah, you're right. In hindsight, I should have played Christina. I do love that our oldies are just filthy. Like, at weddings, my favorite thing about millennial weddings is, like, we have the most, like, authentic, original ceremonies, vows, beautiful celebration of love. And like without fail, by the end of the night, we are just screaming the filthiest lyrics in front of our grandma. (laughs) We're like, ah, skeet, skeet, motherfucker. Like, (laughs) I can't wait until I have grandchildren and I'm like, oh, back in the day, hot in here was my jam. Come over here. Let me tell you about it, children. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. My grandma used to listen to Motown when she would like clean with her lemon pledge spray and stuff. And now I just picture me doing it to like... She licked me like a lollipop. Yeah. (laughs) Superman, that hoe. The songs that made me like (laughs) horny, though, I'll just say it, were anything by Enrique Iglesias. But also, I do have to talk about this music video, Boys, and it was by a German band called like BLN or something. And I say or something, but I clearly have it I know it. It was called B-O-N, and it stands for, like, Band Oni Namen. I don't speak German, but something like that. But I, it used to play on the box, which was, like, a music station. I don't know if you all had it. But it, you could call in, and they would play your requests, but it was a station. So I would call every morning before middle school and request this song. But then I thought it was a fever dream because then like every year or so on social media, I was like, does anyone remember that music video where the man had sex with nuns? And nobody ever remembered it. And then during quarantine, someone was like, yes, it's this. And then it came back to me. I don't have anything to say to that, Donnie. Will that be gracing? Now that's what I call Donnie. Yes, it will. In fact, Enrique Iglesias, Pimp Juice, and that song, the English version, not the German one, will be on That's What I Call Donnie Greatest Hits, which is now live. So if you want to listen to 320 of my favorite songs of all time, the time is now. And it's only 19 hours of music. So like, if you run out, I can certainly give you more. But this is a good starting point, I think. We'll include it in the show notes. We'll put it on our stories. It is live. And I will say, I've been talking a lot of shit all month long. I think it's been a coping (laughs) strategy for me just to like white knuckle through this month. But 
There are some bangers on Now That's What I Call Donnie. I mean, I would hope that there would be a few that hit in 19 hours, but there's more than a few. So well done, Donnie. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. And I only did a musical theater song every 50 songs. So like, I want to appeal to the masses. I'm trying, folks. On my birthday month, I'm trying. And I don't have to. So philanthropic, (laughs) always thinking of the people. All right. Well, on that note, I'm officially going to take this conversation over to thedip.com because I need to know which music videos made the cuties want to rip off all of their clothes. I'm totally terrified for these answers because our listeners are about 600% more unhinged than us, which really scares me in a good way. So if you (laughs) don't know about the community feature over at thedip.com, it's basically Reddit adjacent, but without the misogyny and with the added bonus of having me and Donnie Treat it like our own personal live journal from 2007. So it's a great way to join the conversation, connect with your favorite content creators, and express yourself. So head over there to thedip.com, that's dip with two Ps, and use code GUAC for a yearly membership for only $6. Sensible. Yeah. (laughs) So before we let Jessica speak, Donnie, do you have any background trivia for us about High School Musical? Oh, just a few pages. So I, <laughs> so I shouldn't have to say this, but I do know who my co-host is, so I will say it. The movie was directed by Kenny Ortega. And again, this should be common knowledge. It should be a household name. But Chelsea's looking at me like <laughs> I just farted during her wedding reception. So she clearly, she clearly doesn't. So. If I were to, like, Freaky Friday and 13 Going on 30, a famous person, it would be Kenny Ortega. Like, I want to switch bodies with him, but at the start of his career, so I can do everything he did. He directed the Let's Hear It for the Boy music video, as well as music videos for the Pointer Sisters, Selena, Gloria Estefan, and Dolly Parton. And then when he transitioned to film, he directed Hocus Pocus, The Cheetah Girls 2, all the high school musical movies, and the Michael Jackson documentary. So truly just like the career I want. I like that you would switch bodies with him, but then you would just be him. It's not like you're going to go back in time to like change something or like do something differently. You're like, no, no, I want to make all of the choices he made. I just want to experience it from inside of his body. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Now, whereas if I switch bodies with Ryan Murphy, I would do all of his projects, but I would fix the back half of everything he does Mm. because that's a different episode, but the man can't write an ending. Anyway, (laughs) other other trivia is Ashley Tisdale auditioned for Gabriella, but casting directors made her read for Sharpay instead because the Gabriella role was so, like, similar to her role on Sweet Life of Zack and Cody. So when she read for Sharpay, they loved her, and she got the role. Also, Chelsea, I don't know if you knew, but that is not Zac Efron singing in this movie. It is Drew Seeley, because Zac Efron auditioned but couldn't hit the notes, so they brought someone else in to sing for him. But then, in future movies, they just wrote, songs in his brain it's funny too that i remember that too that as i'm wearing a high school musical shirt from when i saw it live (laughs) and i didn't realize that either too and i actually was like doing some research as well and i was like wow i really forgot that zach efron did not sing and then rewatching it again i go oh wow it's very apparent because when i saw it they did a big tour in like 06 07 and drew seeley filled in for zach efron and he sang the entire thing Yeah, the lip syncing was very Ashley Simpson on SNL adjacent, but I just assumed it was like 
bad dubbing, yeah. like Disney Channel style. But that's wow. Because Zac Efron can sing, though, right? Just like lower. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So in the first movie, it was written first and then people auditioned. But then once he was cast, then they knew like, oh, this is what we're working with. So we'll just make his songs lower for future films. Mm -hmm. Interesting. And then, you know, I like to hit you with one dark fact before we like go into a bubbly hour. Monique Coleman, who played Taylor McKessie, the reason she wears headbands the whole movie is because the hair team in the movie couldn't do black hair. So they would just like fuck her head up and then she was like, I'm gonna put a headband over this. Oh my god. And then it became a character staple. Wow. Yeah. Happy birthday, Donnie. I love that like you always (laughs) leave it for last too. You don't do like a sandwich. You're like happy, interesting fact. Happy, happy, happy. Oh, and now a school shooting. Racial trauma. (laughs) You know why though? I think I didn't know why until you just called me out on it. I think then it's your job to bring us back up. Whereas if I made it a sandwich, then it's my job with the back end of the trivia. So you're just like, and back to you, Chelsea. Back to you in the studio. (laughs) Gotta finish it off with a little bit of trauma, you know? Yeah. Well, this is where I'm gonna say, and back to you, Jessica, because on that (laughs) note, on that happy fact, we're going to have you recap this movie in one minute or less so whenever you're ready go okay so it's boy meets girl on this magical mystical new year's eve vacation everything is perfect it's just you know your epic early 2000s movie you then then go back to school after winter break and surprise surprise girl goes to school and disrupts the basic stay in your lane movement at the school and everybody starts singing and dancing and losing their minds and we bring out the worst and absolutely everybody's friends. And then we all come together and sing again like nothing ever happened. So <laughs> Perfect. that's it. Yeah, that sums it up. Well, it's funny, too, because I didn't realize, again, just watching it again after not seeing it so long, how much undertones from like Grease and like yes. Footloose and like all these other musicals yeah. were kind of like pulled in. But it's kind of cool because it was catered towards more of a younger audience that maybe wouldn't necessarily have watched that more been like maybe more of like our parents at that point. But. Well, remember you said that because I do have one more trivia fact coming okay. up that really sends that message Ooh. out. And it's kind of reminiscent of how in the late 90s, early aughts, everything was like Shakespeare based. But now we're in that like mm. new movement of the late aughts where they're like, well, now we can kind of recycle the movies from the 80s and 90s. <laughs> right. Oh, my gosh. So as you said this movie begins and we meet troy whose entire personality is liking and playing (laughs) basketball and gabriella a girl who crosses her arms a lot and it is new year's eve and they are spending it in some sort of like fever dream purgatory hellscape like there was so much hat work happening we had a random person wearing a wizard's cap. There was a Vikings hat. There was somebody wearing like a full Uncle Sam, like Ode to America top hat. Like what was happening in this teen club? And there were so many kids and everybody was getting along. Like that was the weirdest thing Mm. to me. I don't know. Yeah, when my family would go to resorts with teen clubs, my mom always tried to push me off. And I was like, I'm not doing that. 
You can go fuck yourself because I'm not doing that. Where can I just go do like ceramics with an old woman? (laughs) Or is there like a bingo tent for me to go to? I'm not hanging out with kids my age and you can just forget. Well, you can imagine that, of course, I had the polar opposite experience. We would go on like a family cruise and there was like the teen nightclub. And then I would like meet up with my friends for the week. Like I would make a crew. Mm. Then we'd be like, how can we sneak in vodka? How can we get drunk? (laughs) Oh, my God. So maybe that's what happened at this New Year's party. Because you're right, Jessica. They were getting along more than teenagers should. And they were so encouraging, too, that I was like, (laughs) I don't remember everybody being that nice, yet alone, like, random strangers being that nice to you. Like, that just seems very strange for the time, I guess. Yeah. In fact, my sister would go to the teen clubs at these resorts, and she would make her friends for the week, and then I would terrorize them whenever the teen club mingled. Like a karaoke night across the full resort, the teen club came out with their little friends and sang, and then I was like laughing oh in the back. Oh my god, <laughs> I- That feels more on brand for the 2000s. And the- <laughs> yes, yeah. <laughs> this unlikely pair is forced to go on stage and sing a duet that seemingly, like, nobody at this club even listens to like there's a lot of like build up of like no you got to do it here go on stage and then they sing their duet they're really vibing but nobody else in the club is listening and you know things are getting funky when troy takes off his little like tweed jacket and gabriella uncrosses her arms it's like ooh, the vibes are flowing things are happening so riding high off of their performance they realize that this is the start of something new see what i did there oh god i wish i didn't <laughs> and the clock strikes midnight and the two awkwardly avoid a new year's kiss So I'm in the, like, New Year's is an overrated holiday Uh, camp, but my husband, Dr. Bald, not a medical doctor, just a man that went bald at 22, he fucking loves New Year's. To set the stage, like, I am a full attention whore 365 days a year where he is, like, the chill, funny guy at a party. Like, he's, like, in the corner doing his own thing. He doesn't need attention. Something happens to this man on December 31st. (laughs) Like one of the last times that we went out, out for New Year's, he got us kicked out of the bar because he got behind the bar and started like serving (laughs) drinks and like doing little like shaker stuff. And I'm like, who the fuck are you? Like something happens to this man. He's like Cinderella, but at midnight he turns into a pumpkin for the rest of the year, just like sitting in the corner doing his own thing. Oh, wow. Are you guys pro or con (laughs) New Year's? See, the only thing I am pro about New Year's in the month of December is it's the only time of the year where it's acceptable to wear sparkles and just evening Mm. wear and crystals. And that's kind of been like my whole vibe my whole life. I grew up like a competitive dancer. So sparkles, I'm just like, okay, this is my month to shine quite literally. (laughs) (laughs) It is the month to be extra and nobody says anything. Yes. People know not to say anything when I'm extra the rest of the year, though. <laughs> so, so I just like it because other people join me in December. No, I do. I love New Year's Eve. And I don't like the refresh and like the whatever those things are called resolutions. Like, eh, keep them. But sparkles and like mashups. Do you know DJ Earworm? Does that mean anything to you? No? <laughs> mm, it doesn't ring a bell. Is it like girl talk? What's that? 
Okay. You you say earworm, and I'll tell you if it's similar to girl talk. Go on. Okay. DJ Earworm is a DJ, obviously, who takes the best songs of every year and makes a mashup of them. And like back in the suburbs of Philadelphia, they used to play it on the radio. Now I can only find it on YouTube. So I don't know if it was a regional thing or across the United States. But yeah, he definitely comes with the greatest hits every year. Off to Google. I'll put it in my stories. Yeah. Yeah. DJ Earworm. (laughs) Yeah, the first year I ever heard him was the New Year's. I went to a New Year's Eve party at the Camden Aquarium where I made out with a boy in a shark's mouth. (laughs) (laughs) And, And I was introduced to DJ Earworm. So it was truly one of the greatest New Year's of my life. I Okay. (laughs) The shark's mouth, I'm hoping was like a figurine photo op opportunity and not like a real shark no it was like what are those called bones fossils (laughs) okay (laughs) i mean i figured that you like have all your limbs and you're like laughing about this tail that you didn't like fall into the tank and like smooch someone while getting rabbit no i would not last week in your stories you had a question would you rather be attacked by a shark or a bear and i didn't answer that one because i didn't want it to come back to me, Carmen. <laughs> I said bear just because I can't swim anyway. And so the thought of drowning and being mauled is just too much. I can swim, but I would have said bear if I answered because at least then you can crush to the ground and like hold your stomach. Whereas if you're in the water, it can flip you anyway at once. Yeah. That's Jessica, true. what do you want to be attacked by? I'm glad you asked. I would rather be attacked by a bear because I'm deathly afraid of sharks. And I've been mm. terrified. I had a dream when I was eight years old where I was swimming in a pool and I went underwater and there was a, magically a shark just surviving, just waiting uh. to like eat people. And I've never looked at sharks ever the same. And I remember when I went snorkeling, I think I was a 10 or 11 years old. My family did a trip to Hawaii. And I remember looking down and I saw a shark and I was like, this is how we go. Oh my God. Maybe in a past life you were like attacked by a shark or maybe you were <laughs> in Atlantis in a past life. A Maybe. You know, I would love to think that about myself, and I will roll with that. <laughs> Thank you for sharing. I do like that you tapped into some childhood trauma. It is my birthday, and that's the greatest gift of yeah. all. Chelsea, it's your turn. Oh, we'll get there. I'm sure we will. <laughs> so this was, like you said, Jessica, in your recap, this was the point in the movie where I said, oh, so this is Greece, because we literally yeah. have our Sandy move to a new school where her vacation crush Danny Zuko happens to go. But in this version, Danny Zuko is plagued with an internal battle. Does he want to play basketball or does he want to risk it all and audition for the school musical? So I'm so glad you both picked up on this because this was a piece of trivia I saved once I knew that Jessica found the connection. I was like, okay, I don't need to hit us with it all at once. In 1999, there was a script being optioned titled, you guessed it, Grease 3, and it was going to be produced by (laughs) NSYNC. Britney Spears and Justin Timberlake were signed on to play the two leads who were going to be, if it like went with the Grease 3 angle, they were going to be the children of Danny and Sandy who were not 
they didn't end up together in the long run, obviously. Like, this is not a drive me crazy <laughs> plot line here. Like, they didn't uh-huh. end up, <laughs> they didn't end up together, and then their kids find each other. And then the character that, like, turned into Sharpay in the long run, she was going to be Rizzo's daughter, and producers wanted Christina Aguilera for her that role. So it was truly just going to be a mashup of everything 1999, but it didn't come to pass, obviously. So the project was shelved until 2004, and then because there were weren't any, I guess, like, musicians that they wanted in the role that were so closely linked, then they just changed it and it became High School Musical. That would have been a wild movie. I know. I'm kind of sad that that (laughs) never came to, like, fruition. Me too. That would have been amazing. It almost feels kind of like The Descendants a little bit, like, with what later came. I remember The Descendants was all these villains' kids. That's what my mind immediately went to when you said that. Yeah. And that's also Kenny Ortega. So I wonder if he just, like, saved that idea and came back to it. Now... We're not going to be covering every single song in this movie, Bam. or else we would have poor Jessica here until Donnie's next birthday. <laughs> but we do need to talk about Get Your Head in the Game, because I have so many questions about this. And Chelsea, what's crazy is this is not even Troy Bolton's most memorable cringe performance. Like, wait until I get you to watch High School Musical 2. You don't even know what you signed up for. (laughs) I'm horrified because, okay, so like the quiet part that they're not saying out loud in this movie is that Troy shouldn't sing because singing is gay. (laughs) Like that's what they're saying. And I know it's 2004. It's a different time. And yet this song might be the most gay thing I've ever seen. I love that they really leaned in. But my question is like, is this singing in his head like that one episode of Grey's Anatomy where <laughs> Che Diaz got in a car accident? Like, can only he hear the singing and dancing? Or, like, are these basketball players super talented singers and dancers who, like, secretly spend time in the gym choreographing dances? The rules of musicals are always so odd because I feel like it does differ depending on what show or movie you're watching. In this, I do think that just the people around him happen to be good singers and dancers because then in the cafeteria everybody sings and dances too but then it just seems like a strange choice to make the premise of the movie about how like (laughs) he's singing in secret only to like immediately have him lead a full musical number during basketball practice you know i get it well disney just drops the ball basketball here a lot because also the Little Mermaid stage show, like Little Mermaid on Broadway, once Ariel loses her voice, she still has all these songs in her head and I'm like, I'm not supposed to fucking hear you speak for another 45 (laughs) minutes so then when you get your voice back it's a big deal. Yeah, Disney doesn't think these things through, I don't think. Well, I guess I just have to kind of just put my critical thinking to the side and just buckle (laughs) up and enjoy the show because I have to say, Donnie, You know, I did not watch this movie. This was my first time ever experiencing High School Musical. And I was worried that I was going to come into this. Like, I knew Jessica loved it. I knew Donnie loved it. And I was worried I was going to come in and be the snarky bitch that I kind of have been being for the past 20 minutes. But I will say Get Your Head in the Game was a real turning point for me where I was like, okay, this is bonkers, but kind of a bop. 
they all are. That's one of the things I feel like the the songs and the choreography, even rewatching it again, I just go, wow, it's still just as beautiful as I remember. It's just, <laughs> it still holds true to the times and I just love it. Yes. And I'd like to point out, I did see the third one in theaters 13 times. And I'd also like you to do the math. This movie came out in 2006. I graduated high school in 2004. So like this was not meant for me at all, but I connected to this movie so much and it made it so much easier for my parents because my sister who is 12 years younger than me my sister was the target audience for this so my parents would always just buy us the exact same things for christmas like a sharpay pencil for both of them (laughs) now in honor of donnie's birthday i did want to do something a little bit special i wanted to get back to our roots and bring back (gasps) our song rating game on a scale of one to five wildcats, what would we rate Get Your Head in the Game? I would say an absolute five. Like, that is the most spirited school I've ever seen portrayed <laughs> in any movie or television series. Everyone just eats and breathes school spirit. But I feel like that one is like a, a solid five. I give it a three. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. It's not my favorite song in High School Musical. And that is to say a lot because I do like them all. But like, if you have 10 kids, one of them has to be your least favorite. I think it's a 4.5 for me because if you can get me dancing along, bopping along and laughing maniacally, that Mm. really like you made me feel things. So I'm going to give it a (laughs) 4.5. I really had the whole gamut of emotions for this one. (laughs) Okay, so the time has come to talk about the character that I am absolutely certain that Donnie identifies as, and that is Mm. Sharpay. Sharpay Evans, sure is. (laughs) I just love her. I think she's my favorite. And that's why you host a podcast with her. (laughs) Like what you're hearing? Head to patreon.com slash one for more. There you can find uncut, unedited, and unhinged video and audio footage of current episodes. That's patreon.com slash I am the cute one. See you there. Cuties, you know I cannot see a movie without pretending I'm in it, and now it's your turn. Have you ever tried to use the force when no one's looking or thought about what superheroes would win in a fight? Then you'll want to stop what you're doing, (laughs) unless you're driving, and visit Sideshow.com. Your eyes do not deceive you. They have a life-size, impeccably detailed replica of the child from Star Wars The Mandalorian. Now, I don't mean to brag, but Sideshow did send me the child. I call him Baby Yoda. I have since learned that is not his name, but he is my son now, so I will be continuing to call him as such. And we have been playing dress up, having photo shoots, and just having a grand old time. But if that one doesn't speak to you, how about a movie-accurate statue of Christopher Reeve as Superman? They got that too. But just wait until you see the incredibly lifelike figures of Robert Downey Jr. as Iron Man. We are thrilled to have Sideshow sponsoring our podcast today. They offer a wide selection of premium figures, statues, and fine art from the worlds of Star Wars, DC, Marvel, Harry Potter, Lord of the Rings, and so much more. These limited edition, handcrafted, officially licensed collectibles 
bring pop culture's biggest icons to life in your home. And here is the best part. You can get an exclusive $50 off your first order of $200 or more. It's a great opportunity for new customers to dive into the world of high-quality collectibles. Or you can gift it to that super geek in your life. Perhaps that person in your life that you know would cringe when they hear that I've been letting my daughter sleep with my baby Yoda. And again, that I refuse to stop calling it Baby Yoda. Plus, shopping at Sideshow earns you 5% back in Sideshow rewards, meaning for every $100 spent, you get $5 back in rewards that can be used on future purchases. While geeking out is its own reward, your collection goes farther with Sideshow. So, what are you waiting for? Visit Sideshow.com, promo code CUTEONE, right now, and get ready to let your geek side show. Oh, that's clever. Sideshow. Like Sideshow.com? I get it. Sharpe is my absolute favorite character, and I remember first time watching it, I was like, I am obsessed. Her outfits are on point. Her confidence is just through the roof. And the Mean Girl aesthetic, I don't love rewatching it again. But it's funny, too, because I was actually like after watching this, I went down a deep dive because I was a theater kid in high school. And this movie came out six months before I started high school. Yeah. And I remember watching it. I was like, I want to be on the stage. I want to be in shows. And I've never said this before in my life. And if my high school theater teacher is listening, I am sorry. But I actually wrote a letter to my high school theater teacher anonymously. Like full on Jersey Shore level, like anonymous letter basically saying, you need to step your game up. We can do so much more. And I'm like, looking back, I'm like, wow, that was an actual Sharpay move. Like I was a full blown terrorist. I love that so much. I got the chills. This is really the best birthday ever. God, I'm so glad. I was friends with the theater kids and it was so funny to see the like inevitable meltdown that always Mm. surrounded audition season there was one year where this girl baked cookies for the drama teacher and then when she didn't get the part she walked up to her and she threw the plate of cookies on the ground and stormed away incredible One year, I truly wasn't a little demon. I read it wrong. I <laughs> I read the cast list and thought I saw this girl's name on it, but she was not cast at all. Not the ensemble, not a tree, nothing. Like, she was not in the show. But I could have swore I saw it. So when she was walking up to the <gasps> list, I was like, congratulations. And then later Donnie. she came up to me and she's like, you're a real bitch. <gasps> and I said... I didn't mean to be. Oh, <laughs> oh no. <laughs> okay, going back to Sharpay really quick. I want to know, when did Scream Queens come out? Because, like, I've loved mm. Chanel Oberlin, like, forever. But after watching this movie, I'm starting to think that Emma Roberts committed plagiarism. Because Sharpay <laughs> Evans is, like, the blueprint. Yeah, I'd fucking say so. <laughs> Uh, uh, I can't even speak. <laughs> Scream Queens came out in 2015. So at this point, 
High School Musical had been out for nine years. Like, Sharpay had been in two Disney Channel original movies, an international tour, a feature-length film in theaters that I saw 13 times, and a spin-off movie that followed her to New York just so her dog could be a Broadway star over her. Like, (laughs) Sharpay was in history books by 2015, and Emma absolutely stole this role. And, quite frankly, Ryan Murphy did, too, if we're being honest. Mm. Shots fired. Yeah, I think he wrote High School Musical fan fiction, (laughs) and then, uh, yeah, the rest is history. Isn't that how Fifty Shades of Grey happened? It was like (laughs) Twilight fan fiction. Mm -hmm. That doesn't surprise me at all, actually. (laughs) In high school, I wrote... uh, I should have got it published. Wait, before you go on with this inevitable (laughs) horror show, I want to just say, I thought you were about to say, I probably shouldn't tell this story. But naturally, it is Donnie's birthday, so he continued by saying, I should have had it published. <laughs> no, yeah, I should have had it published. I like printed it and passed it out for people to read and everything. Like the only thing missing is me making money from it because people loved Wait, it. It was a fanfic. No, I wrote a novel loosely based on the lives of the people in the drama club. So, like, there was a love triangle that happened. One of the students was having an inappropriate relationship with the choir teacher. It was all in the book. Like, I was the original Gossip Girl. <laughs> you were the original Lexi from Euphoria. <laughs> yeah, I yes. was, oh, my God, I was. Oh, I was. It was so good. <laughs> it was so good. Let me just tell you about the one part. The bitch girl stole the sex tape of this couple and had it play during the school musical on a big screen. Like, that wasn't really happening in my high school. I made that happen in the book. But it was so good. And then I waited too long to, like, try to get it published that the characters in High School Musical, like, connected a little too similar. Like, there was a Sharpay. There was a... Tr- not named that, but, right. like, personality-wise. Like and I was like, oh... Yeah, now it looks like it's High School Musical fan fiction, but High School Musical is Drama Diaries fan fiction, wow. if we're being honest. Based on your life. <laughs> yeah. I feel like we must have gone to like the same high school, too, because we had like all sorts of crazy things as well. I was dating like Drama Club president, and so there was always uh, like crazy stuff happening, and we had a guy who wrote immaculate shows and was like loosely basing characters on certain people but then like these shows would come together and it was amazing oh, i wish i went to that high school yeah, theater kids like are not to be messed with no because i'm crazy and i have gone girl tendencies and i can go there but my dramatics are like self-taught but for people who mm. have the talent like the two of you that like have honed your craft of dramatics it's impressive <laughs> like i am in shock and awe and so scared <laughs> So auditions for the school player here, and it's basically just like a sea of American Idol rejects. Sometimes, though, bad auditions happen. When I was called back to play the lion in The Wizard of Oz, (laughs) my callback was so bad that... I was like this. I'll fight you with one hand behind my back. I'll fight you with two hands behind... And then I just stopped and I said... I'm sorry. And then I just walked out. <gasps> Needless to say, I did not get the lion. <laughs> but but I was a great tree. <laughs> so after a montage of absolutely horrific auditions, <clears throat> two couples shine. We have Sharpay and Ryan. And then in a shocking twist, a timid Troy and Gabriella emerge from behind a mop to steal the show and earn a callback. And Sharpay is pissed and thinks that she deserves the role and i have to admit i'm team sharpay on this one like her version hit 
About every six months on Twitter, there's like a think piece saying how Gabriella is the actual villain of the movie. And then people on Twitter are like, oh, we're at this point of Twitter again. Yes, we are, because <laughs> I'm never, <laughs> I'm never going to stop saying it. But Sharpay might have been privileged and she might have been a little like abrasive with how she speaks to people. But at the root, Gabriella is the one coming in here and upending the thing and not just doing it herself. Like one new student, you're allowed to audition if you want. But then she forces this boy to audition with her and then they take the two leads. Like, no, honey, this is not what your resume states you should be getting. <laughs> you really oh my God. to get off your chest. <laughs> it's so true. I really do. And they set Sharpay up to fail every single movie. And it really pisses me off. Oh, my God. Anyway. Well, as word spreads that Troy Bolton, basketball person, has auditioned for the school play, more people at the school contemplate who they want to be, which brings us to the song Stick to the Status Quo. And we love a song with a message. (laughs) And what a message. Yeah. And it is chaos because the team is falling apart because Troy likes to sing. And inspired by Troy, people think that they could do stuff, stuff that isn't their stuff. So we have the drama geeks trying to talk to the popular kids. We have the skater dudes mingling. It is pandemonium. And again, like I know that Troy and Gabriella are the love story we're supposed to be following. But while they're bonding between classes in a truly ridiculous school top roof garden, my focus and attention was on the real storyline, which is the basketball coach and the theater teacher (laughs) absolutely wanting to fuck. Like, the (laughs) sexual tension is palpable as they are, like, fighting over Troy. (laughs) Are there any think pieces about that, Donnie, on Twitter? Uh, You'll have to write it. (laughs) No, not yet. Um, But there was supposed to be a duet between them, so maybe you are on to something. It was going to be like one of those songs where they're like yelling at each other real close and all of a sudden, Uh kiss, kiss, (laughs) just saying. Well, what a shame that was cut. (laughs) So Troy says that his parents have friends that are always saying, hey, your son's the basketball guy. They must be so (laughs) proud. But he says that he can do both. He can be the basketball guy and the singing guy. But, like, clearly he can't because he's, like, already missing practices just for, like, practicing for this audition. Right. If I were his teammates, I would also be pissed because he's the team captain and he's just like, oh, sorry, guys, missed practice. I was in the library singing. (laughs) (laughs) There was – do you know what Equus is? You might because Daniel Radcliffe was in a production. Oh, is that the naked horse one? Yeah, yes. there was a high school near me that did it. And the, <laughs> this, let me research what this uh, director is up to these days. But the director got like basketball and football players to play the horses because he wanted like physically fit, like able bodied <laughs> men to play these like beefy well, horses. I think that your Google search might find that man in jail. <laughs> That's a bold choice, too. That's yeah. a very bold choice for a high school show. I'm not going to lie. Say. <laughs> I mean, I saw it and loved it. But <laughs> the biggest fight I ever got in with my parents was because they wouldn't let me redistrict and go to that high school. Because I was like, their theater department is the best in the state. Uh, you could God have been bless. one of those horses. Or the naked man. <laughs> yeah, probably the naked man. Because I said he wanted physically abled men. <laughs> I didn't fall into that in high school. So... We've reached the 
portion of the movie where I guess there's conflict because a plan is hatched. The basketball team and the nerds work together to get Troy and Gabriella to drop out of the show, leading to a solo (laughs) that can only be described as an assault on eardrums everywhere. When Gabriella sings, it is the Disney Channel equivalent of a dying cat screeching for someone to put it out of its misery. This, for me, if we're rating songs, zero out of five. Wow, this is a five for me. <laughs> of course it because is. Because Gabriella gets a song like this in every movie, and it's equally as ridiculous every time, but yeah, it's also one of the best parts. And, like, it gets more ridiculous as the movies go on. In this one, she's, like, just singing in a school hallway in front of a billboard-sized picture of Troy, which is a little crazy. Yes. But in the third movie, she's moving away, and pictures from the wall just start disappearing as she comes down the the creators knew they stumbled on a moment here and then they tried to recreate it every movie my favorite thing about this scene actually is like the really bad awkward soft choreo where she just kind of like Mm. she goes up and it's just like these hand motions where i'm like this feels so unnatural and she looks so unnatural doing it but i'm like oh that's such a you know a 2000s thing Mm -hmm. it was very america's next top model yeah yeah posing (laughs) h to t (laughs) The fettle melt on the stairway. Yes! <laughs> Tyra's like, broken hearted, but make it fashion. <laughs> okay, so we have this whole plot. They frame Troy. They pit them against each other. And then, like, for no reason, everybody's like, never mind. This is wrong. We shouldn't do this anymore. And they decide <laughs> not to sabotage them. Everyone that is but Sharpay and her brother, which, side note, was not aware that this was her brother. Really? I was under the impression they were dating. So you didn't know they were brothers. You also didn't know he was gay. (laughs) I might need to do a rewatch. I think that's what makes those songs so uncomfortable is when you hear Troy and Gabriella singing them, you're like, this is meant for a couple. Then you think about a brother and sister singing this. You're just like, ew. (laughs) Very Game of Thrones adjacent there with some of their dynamics. But... They decide they're going to sabotage them and they're going to make all of the big events on the same day. So they're going to reschedule the callback. They're going to have it the same day as the big basketball game and Scholastic Decathlon. But through the power of friendship, everybody works together to ensure that Troy and Gabriella can pull it off. And so the callbacks happen with Sharpay and Ryan performing Bop to the Top and Troy and Gabriella singing Breaking Free. So my question for you two theater buffs, if you were the director, who would you put in your play based on these performances? Okay, so it honestly depends on the show because they were both great performances, but anything called Twinkle Town sounds like classic musical theater, in which case the female lead is probably like boring, 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 and the second female lead is where the magic happens. So if that is the case, Gabriella should play the lead because it's just like a boring ingenue, like whatever, and then Sharpay will do the heavy lifting as the supporting character. But if it's anything written in the 2000s, then the female lead can have some kind of personality, in which case I would give it to Sharpay. That's kind of exactly like where I was going with that too. And like, you see it over and over again too. Like, and especially that I think too, like I know I said it earlier, but there's a lot of like grease undertones where you see Mm. like, it's like the Sandy where she's the shy, like timid new girl. And then you see like the Rizzo come out and Rizzo's like this baddie. And I feel like that's kind of like what you see typically with like Sharpay. So it it could go either way. Like you said, it kind of just depends on the show and like what it calls for, but they never actually explain 
<laughs> or you never see the final show. So you don't really know, but they just make it this battle. So I have lots of questions still. I just like that they were willing to risk it all for the chance to be in the play. You know what I mean? Like this wasn't like they were like, all right, we have to work together because we have the grand opening performance of this play that we are cast in. It's like, no, no, no. I am going to stop showing up to basketball practice and just throw away this thing that I've been working at because I got a call back. Gotta love the confidence. <laughs> if we were rating both of these songs, one to mm. five Wildcats, starting with Bop to the Top, what are we rating it? A five. Absolutely a five. The song itself is a five, but then they brought in ladder choreography for a callback. Like, you just go on stage and sing. That's all you need to do. You, nobody nobody asked for costumes. Nobody asked for a ladder to be involved, but they brought it. Bob to the Top's not my favorite song, but I, I agree. Like I do like the amount of effort that went into it. Like, they have costumes. They have Swarovski crystal headsets. Like, <laughs> the attention to detail is just through the roof <laughs> i don't know box the top's actually not i would say like probably a three and a half i don't know that's not my favorite one jessica you were donnie's favorite guest until just now i'm so sorry <laughs> <laughs> the costumes though the costumes get a five yeah. okay i'll take it i'll take it i've given this one a five because by this point in the movie i was fully brainwashed and i was like i am here i love high school musical i will watch the second one i was here for it and you know what? I do think the song stands on its own, even like out of context, because my husband, as everyone knows, is like the opposite of me in every single way. So he's never seen any of these movies, won't like humor me and watch it on my birthday or on our anniversary, nothing. He will not come near <laughs> these movies. But he does listen to Bop to the Top by itself. Hmm. Yeah. So I guess it's a crossover hit. And then for Breaking Free, what would we rate that? Also a five. That is mine and my sister, Sharpay and Ryan Forever. That is mine and my sister's go-to karaoke song. We set, bring it home every time. Wow. I don't even ask anymore. Originally, we played a little song and dance like, what do you want to sing? What should we sing? But now we just go in, take the karaoke book, type in number C-A-G-5-X. <laughs> oh my God. And get to singing. <laughs> I liked it fine, but it was not a five for me. It was maybe like a four. But maybe it's not mm. a five because I haven't seen you and your sister perform it yet, Donnie. <laughs> maybe. That must be I agree, it. too. I feel like that one's kind of a four for me, too. Like It's kind of like the anthem of that entire show. So you can't just like sleep on it entirely. But is it like the heaviest hit or no? But it's it's pretty pivotal, though. It's kind of like one of those good feel-good ones. that like I feel like that one could stand more on its own, too. Like yeah. It's a happy, feel-good one. Yeah. I feel like if they were to do a cover, like pick one song from this movie to put on the radio and have a real artist do it, I think it would be breaking for Well, I think you're on to something there because this is the only song I've ever like remembered Her. hearing. Oh, yeah, okay. from this. Because that was actually yeah. one that I was like, oh, okay, this is from this movie. I've heard this before. So I like that you clarified from this. Like, I just thought this was the only song you've ever heard. <laughs> you, had to, you had to let me know. No, from, from this, this I meant. <laughs> <laughs> and so they crush the audition, win the big game, and the decathlon. And the movie ends with everybody realizing that they're all in this together. Marvelous. <laughs> I see what you did there, too. Thank mm -hmm. you. Thank you. <laughs> 
So overall, like I said, like I went into this with very low expectations. I was frightened to recap this on Donnie's birthday. I wanted to do him proud. But hey, my birthday present to you, Donnie, is honestly being able to tell you that I enjoyed the shit out of this movie. Wow, that does make me so happy. What a what a birthday. Before we get into your final thoughts, what do you think the second movie is about? What do you think is the natural progression to a sequel? <laughs> oh, God. Well, I mean, what could the conflict be? Because, I mean, even his dad has come around to him singing. Maybe it's that he, like, loses his voice. Oh, good one. Like, Not he gets it. laryngitis. <laughs> that would have been good. Instead, they send him to a... um beach resort where they all work <laughs> together and there is a staff musical <laughs> oh okay laryngitis beach vacation potato potato <laughs> the songs get better i feel like in, in the second movie i feel like the storyline wasn't as good but the songs like progressively got better Oh, I agree. And there's a Miley Cyrus cameo mm-hmm. that you could vote on. They had a thing that was like, which Disney Channel star do you want to have a cameo in the final scene? My vote won. I'm with her. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe we'll make this a little tradition, Donnie, where on your birthday every year, we recap High School Musical. Do you see how I made that sound like it was like a special thing? But mm-hmm. now I'm setting it up that we will wait another year before we recap Maybe we'll another. celebrate a half birthday, though. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We'll see. We'll see what the <laughs> cuties think, because we really went off the rails. We were like really honing into like the 90s teen movies, and then we're like, er, 2006 musical, here we go. <laughs> But it is your birthday. So. Thank you. Final thoughts. If we were to bring this movie to present day, who would we want to cast in a remake? So as you can probably tell by the cast that I'm about to list off, <laughs> I really, really like Euphoria. And I'm like in a big Euphoria face. I think everybody is because I think the last three episodes, I've done that. <laughs> and I also feel like I don't even know many young actors anymore. So I'm like, I'm just going to stick to what I know. So I said for Troy... <laughs> So I said Jacob Elordi, who plays Nate, or Tom Holland. And the reason I say oh. that is because I know Tom Holland can sing and he can dance. So and yes. then I said Gabriella as Olivia Rodrigo. And I know she's in the series. <laughs> I just feel like, you know, it would work. It would. For Sharpay, I said Kim Petras. Ah, <laughs> oh, she'd be great. I love Kim Petras. And I don't know why my brain went here, but I said for Ryan, I said James Charles. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Do you know he's gay now, Chelsea? <laughs> That's a good cast. That is a good cast. Thank you. Let me go next so we can end on your birthday with the grand finale of Donnie. Okay, okay. So I went and looked at like current Disney Channel stars. I do have to say I got some very unfortunate news about Cameron Boyce in my Google search because I didn't know. I was like, oh, he's cute and clicked. And I was like, well, fuck. Mm, So I went with my second choice, Ross Lynch. Oh, okay. Um, He also has like the 2022 equivalent of the shaggy early aughts hair. He kind of has like the messy like – Gen Z version. So I felt like we're keeping the motif alive of the hair, the iconic hair. Mm-hmm. Then for Gabriella, I had Caroline Sunshine. She is <laughs> on the like, um, Charlie 101 or whatever show. There's no know? show called that. <laughs> Wake up with Charlie. Charlie oh, okay. Something. Good luck, Charlie. Good luck, Charlie. Mm-hmm. What is her name? Caroline Sunshine? <laughs> I think she's real. I don't. I'm Google Googling. Her. I'm pretty sure she's real. She was on a list. 
She was oh, cute. It is, it is someone's name. She could walk into my living room right now and hit me with a stick of baloney, and I wouldn't know who this woman is. Wait, Caroline Sunshine, movies and TV shows. She's not from Good Luck Charlie. She's from... Is she on the Disney Channel? Yeah, Marmaduke movie. Mommy, I didn't do it. <laughs> Shake it up. Are you thinking of Shake It Up? I don't know. I googled Disney Channel <laughs> stars 2022, and her name was on the list, and I thought she was pretty. So there we go. Gabriella. Caroline Sunshine. Which, honestly, I think Gabriella's vibe is that she could walk into a room and hit you with a stick of baloney, <laughs> and you wouldn't know who she is. Because moving on to my Sharpay, the real star of the show, also a Disney star, Zendaya. Woo! Yes. Okay, yes, here for that. Mm-hmm. Okay, and that's it. Zendaya is my Kiki Palmer because I think I've now cast her in like 96% of all of my casts. So you know I hate when people break the rules, but I did it. So, so <laughs> I did not cast a remake because in my head, it was just going to be the same people I always cast. For other movies, I can do that. Like, oh, here's Kiki Palmer again. But I'm not doing that to High School Musical. So instead, I came up with a concept for a sequel instead, a requel, where all the originals come back for a high school reunion and the drama club is in such turmoil, then they need people to help them like do the show as well so it's having the original cast helping this new group that's called art ladies and that gentlemen. is art and see you don't need to freaky friday single white female that director we just need to get his contact information and you guys can make oh, it oh you're right you're right you're absolutely but right. when that happens when you guys make that connection we'll go back and edit this podcast so that he doesn't hear you say that you want to like essentially like steal his soul i mean i would watch that remake i mean let's be real Thank you, Jessica. <laughs> so final question uh, what for us aged well about this movie and what aged like blockbuster I honestly think it all aged well. And I feel like I say that every time it's a movie I like. But they didn't even get to kiss, for God's sake. So, like, it was already not too inappropriate. There was a gay character, although he was, like, coded. He was clearly gay to a gay boy watching, not to Chelsea. (laughs) But I do think it becomes more obvious as the movies go on as well. I think because the movie was so campy... And kind of like meant to be cheesy. It almost has like the Hallmark movie effect for me of it ages really well because the cheesiness is the same. Like cheesiness from 2006 is the same as cheesiness from Mm -hmm. 2022. And I think in comparison to like some of the movies we've recapped so far this season, there isn't a teacher (laughs) trying to fuck his student. Like there's nothing that's like glaringly problematic that hasn't aged. And I actually like... Like I said, I don't know if it's just the bar was so low that I just like skipped on over it and was like, what a delightful film. But I like (laughs) thoroughly enjoyed myself. I'm so glad. Yeah. Um, I, I feel like for the most part it did, like, I kind of agree too. Like it did age pretty well. I think seeing that theme of like 2000s movies where it's like, I gotta live my parents' dream. I gotta do what my parents want. That's the only thing that like stuck out to me. Like we see that less and less too when we see movies and shows nowadays. I think what was interesting too for me, like we don't typically see is that like Troy's not a bad guy either. Like he's kind to people. He's kind to everybody. He's nice to Kelsey when she drops, you know, her organized fall where she drops, you know, all of her music sheets. And he's, he's actually genuinely kind to everybody, which you don't typically see that for like 
2000s movies of like the popular kids. So yeah. he's, a, he's a good guy, but I think it's still that same theme that we typically see. We see it in a Cinderella story of like, oh, I got to follow what my dad wants to do. So that's <laughs> the only thing that really stood out for me. There's really no villain. I mean, I guess it's supposed to be Sharpay, but even at the end, she's like, good job getting the part. And I'm like, well, this is very off-brand for you. I hope you're plotting revenge and we'll get to see that in movie two. But... You sure do. In one month from today, we'll watch it. <laughs> <laughs> so in one week from today, to round out Donnie Appreciation Month, we will be covering Cruel Intentions. So ah, buckle up, people. Dun, dun, it is about to be the dun, grand dun, dun, dun. finale. <laughs> Ooh, just uh. hold on to your horses. Don't forget to join the sweepstakes, do all the things. And then, Jessica, thank you so much for coming on. I feel like you were the perfect guest. Yes, for this thank you. Episode. You really were. Thank you for having me. Of course. Once I saw that high school musical t shirt, I knew we made the right decision. <laughs> I felt safe. Anything that Chelsea said against this movie, I was like, well, I have an alliance. <laughs> I'm telling you, those theater kids, I'm not messing with you. So Jessica, tell everybody where they can follow you. Yes, I am on Instagram and TikTok. I'm at Jessica Conrad, all one word with two underscores on the end. Well, thank you so much for being here. And thank you guys for listening. We will talk to you later. Love Love you like like a sister. sister. Bye. Happy birthday to Donnie. Probably one of the most hilariously silly and unhinged humans I've been able to meet on this Instagram, Bravo Instagram community. And um, I just hope you have like the best fucking birthday ever. I hope you don't have to wear pants. I hope you get Chuck E. Cheese pizza. Um, I guess a vegan version if that's what you want to do, which is I guess just bread. Anyway, uh, I just hope you have like the best birthday ever. Okay. I love you. This is Noor. Bye. Happy birthday, Donnie and Marie. I just knew for your birthday that you needed to get my Meredith Marks adjacent accent in your ears and hopefully on your podcast. So I just want you to know how special your presence in my life has been for these past 18 months or so. You are the best super snooper and us going on our Scooby-Doo mysteries is one of my favorite things that has ever happened to me in my adult life. Your DMs on my Instagram app light up my day. I just want to thank you for being my friend and for being the best. I hope you have the best birthday. I love you. This is an original work for Donnie's birthday. I hate the way you talk to Chelsea and the way you cut your hair. I hate the way you recast movies. I hate it when you overshare. I hate your obsession with 90s and 2000s nostalgia and the way you post online. I hate you so much. It makes me sick. It even makes me rhyme. I hate the way you're always in the spotlight. I hate it when you bash Bianca's dress. I hate it when you make me laugh. Even worse, when you make me laugh until I'm a mess. I hate it when you're not around and when there's no new podcast episodes at all. But mostly, I hate the way I don't hate you. Not even close. Not even a little bit. Not even at all. Happy birthday. 
Thank you for listening to I Am The Cute One, a nostalgia podcast. If you liked what you heard, be sure to give us a five-star rating and subscribe to our show. You can follow me at Real Donnywood on Instagram and TikTok. And if you want more of my personal brand of chaos, check me out at Ono Chels on Instagram. And for uncut, unedited, and unhinged video and audio footage of current episodes of I Am The Cute One, head to patreon.com slash I Am The Cute One. And go to I Am The Cute One.com for the most chaotic merch on the planet. Talk, Talk to, to you later. later. Love you like, like a sister. sister. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.